Maligayang bati po mga kababayan. Mabuhay! Welcome sa 15th episode ng Usapang Pinoy, a Georgia Asian Times podcast. Katulad po ng dati, hinihiling namin na kayo ay mag-sign up sa subscription by going to usapangpinoyga at gmail.com. I am so happy to tell you na ang bisita po natin ngayon ay ang ating mahal na si Dr. Cecil Bregman who uh, will do her second appearance today. She will talk about depression and how COVID affected people's moods from childhood depression to geriatric bedret, uh, depression. I'm sorry. So, bago ko po siya tawagan at ipakilala sa inyo, uh, let me make a couple of important announcements. Number one po ay ang free child care seat inspections to be offered in Fulton County. So the Fulton County Board of Health, in collaboration with the State Kids Fulton Coalition and the Union City Fire Department, is hosting a free car seat safety inspection on Friday, March 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Walmart store located at 4735 Jonesboro Road in Union City, Georgia, 303. 30291. So mga kababayan, take advantage of that po. That's very important for the safety of our children. Ang pangalawa pong uh, announcement ay ang Save Lives campaign has been relabeled Save Lives, Save Livelihood. Dahil po, more than 40% of the Filipinos back home are still unvaccinated and most are not boosted. Many are not able to return to work dahil they cannot uh, afford the testing kits. So the Philippine American Chamber of Commerce of Georgia and the Macabayan of jo- Georgia Inc. are working together to raise funds to purchase testing kits to send to the Philippines. You can help. You can make your tax-deductible donations at macabayangeorgia.org. The third po is Philippine Travel Updates. Um, meron po kaming seminar uh, with PACGA on March 21st, and our guest speaker will be talking about travel updates po. And we will be tra- uh, getting a representative from the Philippine Embassy in this podcast to talk about travel updates as well. Ang pangatlo, ang Filipino Kalayaan Committee is in... Uh, hard preparation for the Kalayaan celebration for June 12th and ang Kalayaan chair po this month is, I mean this year is Maria Isabel Thompson and Pia Valeriano. They're the committee chairs. And again, I would like to emphasize this very important announcement, Asian Justice Rally, and you can find them in asianjusticemovement.org will have the rally to commemorate the March 16 shootings in Atlanta on Wednesday March 16th, 2022, at Liberty Plaza at the Georgia State Capitol at Martin Luther King Drive in Atlanta, 30344. Yun lang po ang aking mga announcements for today, and ako ay magbabalik para ipakilala sa inyo ang ating guest podcaster. Welcome back, mga kababayan. Sa ngayon po, gusto kong ipakilala ang ating guest podcaster for the day, who is Dr. Cecil Passion Bregman, our psychiatrist and specializes in child and adolescent psychiatry. 
She provides treatment for special conditions and issues such as depression, bipolar disorder, anxiety and mood disorders, PTSD and behavioral issues such as anger, etc. And as I told you before, Dr. Bregman is certified with the American Board of Psychiatry and Neurology, Child and Adolescent Psychiatry. She is a graduate of the University of the Philippines in Manila. She finished her residency in psychiatry at New York Presbyterian Hospital, Columbia University Medical Center, and finished her fellowship in adolescent and child psychiatry in NYU. Welcome back, Dr. Bregman. Oh, hi, Jane. How are you today? I'm good, and I'm so happy you could make it back to Usapang Pinoy. That's good. Well, I'm glad to be here as well. Good. I am going to let you take it away and talk about depression, which is our topic for the day. Okay. Well, a couple of days ago, we heard that the global COVID-19 death passed 6 million people as we enter the pandemic year on its third year. So far, U.S. has the highest death toll, with more than 958 total deaths. You know, this pandemic not only affected people's physical health, but also their economic, social, and emotional functioning. So that's where I come in. I want to talk about the mental health impact of COVID-19. Dr. Sesu, I'm sorry to interrupt. Did you say 958 or did you mean 958,000 in the U.S.? I'm sorry, 958,000. Okay, all right, go ahead. Okay, yeah. As you know, the prevalence of depression and anxiety increased during the pandemic. Prevalence means yung kalat ng disorder. So when we look back since 2020, when COVID crisis was brought to light, there have been different waves of COVID-19 cases that hospitalizations, restrictions, and measures to limit transmission. During the peak uh, of the wave, the death, I mean, the effect on the mental health also went up and down. Okay, a lot has been written about this. But like I said, I'm a psychiatrist, so I'm only going to be talking about the mental health aspect. Okay. So I want you to remember that the risk factors for poor mental health, which is financial security, unemployment, fear, increase. And yet the factors that protect us from depression, anxiety, and other problems uh, decrease, Mm -hmm. such as social connections, employment, educational engagement, access to physical exercise and daily routine, as well as access to health services. So parang walang protection habang tumataas ang problema. Right. And, because the yeah. nawalang protection bumaba because of the quarantines, essentially. Yeah. Which has caused yeah. the, you know, disconnecting mm-hmm. the social connections, employment, and all the others that you mentioned. Right. Uh, if you notice, the ones, the group of people who really had more difficulty are what we call the disadvantaged groups. Mm-hmm. These were the people that were unemployed or have low socioeconomic status. They're the ones who experience higher mental stress. 
in the U.S., um, more females reported prevalence of depression and anxiety. And also more adults ages below 25 have big problems, about 90% who have moderate to severe depression, and about 80% also had moderate to severe anxiety. So depression and anxiety rose up during this time. Like you said, I specialize in children and adolescents, so I'd like to highlight a little bit of that on children. Okay. So in children, there's about 5% in the U.S. amongst all children who have depression. Alamuba, suicide is the second leading cause of death among people between ages 10 to 14. Mataas yun, di ba? Yes, yes. And it's also the leading, the eighth leading cause of death in children ages 5 to 11. So oh. can you imagine even young people, as young as 5? So with that age, how do they do it with that age? What kind of, uh, how do they try to commit suicide at that age? Well, some of them try to overdose on pills or cut themselves. Um, some have gotten hold of guns, um, mm. but the older ones have used hanging and suffocation. Oh, wow. Yeah, the incidence in females is about two per 100,000 females. It's a little bit higher in males, which is about 3.1 every 100,000 males. My goodness. Okay. And it's also noted that a third of those people who have been screened for suicide risk in an ER emergency room setting in the month that they tried, that they killed themselves. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that means... Uh, you know, more screening methods should be done and parents and relatives should really be more mindful and uh, monitor their loved ones. That's right. With the so groups. during the pandemic in children, especially in March 2020, there was an increase in suicide thoughts and attempts. Mm -hmm. So that was noted. Meanwhile, in adolescence, the lifetime prevalence of depression in 13 to 18-year-olds is 11%. This is much higher than before. But this did not just come up during the pandemic. This has been noted over the past few years. This increase is a lot higher than the increase in other age groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's also important to remember that the adolescent girls have higher overall rates of depression and have more severe depression than the males. Wait, why do you think that is? What is the cause of teenage depression, first and foremost? And why do you think that the, the rates 
differ between the boys and the girls? Well, let's just say the girls are more probably in touch with their emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many issues going on as you grow up. You know, in adolescence, there's a lot of uh, pressure right. put on them. You know, not just academic, but pressure to be the best in everything because that's the expectation of parents nowadays. Mm-hmm. Plus, of course, the other developmental issues that goes on during adolescent years, which is you try to be independent and yet you're scared to be independent. And this is also the time when you're trying to figure out what kind of a person are you or what do you want to be. Also the time where a lot of teenagers have to figure out their sexual identity. So there's a lot of reasons for depression in adolescence. Aside from the fact that there's the genetic part, mm-hmm. you know, if there are family members who have depression or other mood problems, or if they witness abuse or victims of abuse, or because uh, there's a feeling of rejection or family chaos or dysfunction and so on. So in terms of how COVID-19 affected, psychologically affected everyone, we see depression, we see higher anxiety, meaning worries, nervousness. There's also a lot more people complaining of insomnia because of their anxiety. Mm-hmm. There was noted higher suicide rate. And of course, people who had depression and anxiety to start with, their symptoms got worse and their anger got worse. And then we saw more people abusing alcohol and drugs, you know, illicit drugs, street mm-hmm. drugs, plus pain medication. And we also heard an increase in domestic violence. And of course, especially amongst health care workers, there was higher or an increase in PTSD symptoms, which could be seen as confusion, anger, irritability, depression, or feeling of numbness. That is so true, Mm -hmm. because they are there in the front line, and uh, the trauma that they see every day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so in children and adolescents and young adults, meaning kids, I mean young adults in college, there's other negative psychological effects during the pandemic. First and foremost is the academic difficulty. You can just imagine all these kids learning virtual or online. So it's really difficult for kids who have ADHD, you know, they can't sit still. Right. And their uh, focus and attention span is very short, as most even people without ADHD. Um, also, more difficulties for those who have learning disabilities mm-hmm. and also for kids with autism. In fact, it has become more difficult 
for parents and even teachers during this time. Parents have to be home the whole time to supervise. So it was difficult for parents who also had to work. Uh, I've seen patients whose grandparents have to take care of the children during school time because the parents have to work. Right. And then um, also noticeable is bullying. Although bullying is not just during the pandemic, but this is such an ongoing issue amongst adolescents that I'd like to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's important for us to know that students who have been, who reported being bullied at school and online, were more likely to report not just suicidal thoughts, but also suicide attempts. This was reported in so many studies, not just, you know, bullied in school, but even being bullied online, cyber bullied. Mm -hmm. Okay. A study was done in 2007. So as early as 2007, this was already identified. But I feel that bullying has just gotten worse over the past few years. This study showed that adolescents who were frequently bullied in school were five times more likely to have serious suicidal thoughts and four times more likely to attempt suicide. That's very high compared to those who have not been bullied. Mm -hmm. So teen bullying appears to be more common in the younger teens. So when they're about 16 to 18, uh, there's not as much bullying going on. Maybe because they've learned how to fight for themselves, have learned to uh, stand up, stand up to the bully, stand up and report to the to the parents or to the school authorities. Mm -hmm. Another study done of teens in sixth grade to tenth grade showed that showed that. 13% 13% reported bullying others. That's big. And 11% of them also reported that they were the target of school bullies. Okay. And about 6% were not only bullied, but they become, they, they, they've also bullied others. So they self-reported. You know? They self-reported that they they bullied others. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's really interesting. That you would think um, they feel how it is to be bullied that they won't do that to others, but you know, six percent of them did it to others. Mm-hmm. Bullying can be a direct attack. We know that. We see that in the playground, out on the streets, outside school, or even in school. But we see that also as indirect attacks, such as rumor mongering mm-hmm. or encouraging others to snub someone. You know, I've had patients um, who reported a lot of depression and anxiety because of bullying, cyberbullying like mm-hmm. that. And what's interesting is that 
there are some people, about 50% of these victims did not know who had bullied them. Oh, wow. Can you imagine that? Yeah, that's scary, especially for yeah. that age. Yeah, it's difficult for that age. About 25% of girls and 17% of boys reported being victims. So it's almost uh, the same. And the way that the most common method that they do cyberbullying is through instant messaging. Did you know that? No, in, instant messaging, I mean, as in uh, the IMs in Messenger or text messages or is this in I Instagram? I think it's everything. Okay. They, they just instant message that person and oh, wow. everybody can see it. Oh, and then that's what they do in the schools that they instant uh, blast it to everybody. I think I've yeah. heard of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, the important thing also to remember is that even after bullying has stopped, the effect can stay with that person. Mm -hmm. Because these this adolescents, children who have been bullied can grow up as adults with poor self-esteem, they have higher levels of depression, and like I said, they're four times more likely than non-bullies to be convicted of crime by mm -hmm. age 24. So parents, grandparents, uncles, and aunts, please tell your, you know, young not to engage in bullying or if they're being bullied, please make sure you come, you discuss that and discuss it with the authorities. That's right. So another, another um, negative psychological effect of COVID in children and adolescents is like the adults is, of course, depression and anxiety, their fear of infection, and the isolation. Okay, so what what brought this on? What stressors were there that contributed to the psychological effects during COVID? It's the long quarantine duration because during that time, you're separated from your loved ones. You, there's loss of freedom. This is true for everyone, not just in children and adolescents. There's uncertainty about the disease, whether it's gonna continue to get worse. Um, there's boredom, which can create, all this can create dramatic effects leading to depression and anxiety, and in some cases, suicide and PTSD. Another stressor is that, of course, other, the low socioeconomic groups have inadequate basic supplies like food, water, clothes, or accommodation especially if the parents became unemployed. Right. Yeah. Another stressor is that they were not able to get regular medical care and get their prescriptions. In fact, in, in the older population, there a lot of people who have heart problems, who needed surgery, they all did not follow up with their doctors because they were afraid 
and the doctors also were afraid, so was not opening up their offices. So, you know, they're those with cancer needing treatment, they delayed all that. Right. It's all because yeah. of the disease. There's so many uh, branching effects, such as um, and long, long-lasting effects, um, like what you, right. li- like what you enumerated. But um, let, let's talk about the effects on the first uh, first-line health workers who had been quarantined, and then shortly after that, we can. What can we do about uh, the whole situation? Okay. Well, first-line health workers, they have more severe symptoms of PTSD. A lot of them were stigmatized. I mean, even up to now, you hear about health workers who had to be, um, who were fired because they did not get vaccines. Or uh, I'm not going to go there. That's politics. (laughs) Um, There's also a lot of healthcare workers. um, When they got COVID, so even when they came back, people were sort of afraid to work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them have exhibited more avoidance behaviors. And, you know, some lost their income, greater loss of income, such that they display a lot more anger, annoyance, fear, loneliness, because there's nobody... they. They fear to communicate their what's really going on to their family. Mm-hmm. And then there's nervousness about, uh, will I get infected tomorrow while I work? So there's more sadness, more worries. And these healthcare workers right. are less happy, of course. Yeah, so fi- finally, what can, we, what can be done about this situation Um so that we can at least well for everyone it's very important that we keep our social network you know we we shouldn't stop communicating with our loved ones through phone through zoom through facetime or skype whatever whether they're whether our loved ones are just across the street or across the continent in the Philippines or in UK, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you should also continue to keep your telephone line, your support line with your therapist or with your psychiatrist, psychiatrist or even with your pastor, your priest. People should not, people should be able to communicate freely and we should listen and not be judgmental. You know, some people were stigmatized or judged because um, they got COVID and people blamed them mm-hmm. for, you know, either they're vaccinated or not vaccinated or because they did not follow protocol. mandates or whatever or whatever protocol. Um, as we're finding out, it's not all totally just vaccination and following the protocol that protects you from getting the infection. Mm-hmm. Um, so, especially the young, the children and adolescents, 
they need to get a positive experience of being heard, understood, respected, and accepted. You know, we think because they're young, they shouldn't know much information. Unfortunately, they get it in, mm-hmm. in, in, through social media. And right. some of them get the wrong information. So it's better to discuss it with right. them. So that they get the better information. So with that, Dr. Cecil, uh, we better um, get going and we will have you again um, because this is like uh, we can talk forever about this. There's so much to to talk about and so so much information to share. So um, with that can, said... Can I just share a couple of other things that's yeah. really important? Sure, sure. We need to have a about. We need to have a balance in life, meaning not just our physical health, we should also have our social health That's and right. our spirituality. The spirituality is very important because That's correct. it gives us a sense of purpose. It provides hope, calmness, and peace to all, despite all this crisis going on around us. Well, thank you very much. That's really, really important. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. So thank you so much, and we will talk to you again soon. Maraming salamat. Uh, okay. Have a great weekend. All right. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Welcome back, mga kababayan. Sana po ay na- nagustuhan ninyo ang aming conversation ni Dr. Cecil Bregman. She has a wealth of information to share at kulang na kulang po yung oras para makausap siya. Um, we tried so much to put as much as we can in so short a time, but kulang pa rin. So we will have her again. And um, in the meantime, I would like to mention to you a couple of things um, about Pinoy habits that we should get rid of. Now, there's 12 of them, but I'm only going to mention to you two items today in the interest of time number one is leaving one piece of food on the platter so uh if you notice that there's like kung nagkasalo-salo and then nandyan yung plato nandyan yung ulam and then everybody's eating and there's always some there's always one last piece of meat na nanaiwan like isang piece of chicken or isang, <laughs> isang piraso ng pagkain bakit na, bakit may nat you know, bakit natitira? People are always shy to get the, the last piece. So we should get rid of that. Because they end up like throwing it away. Then nahihiya yung mga taong kainin yung last na piece of food on the table. And then uh, number two, <coughs> littering and leaving trash behind. Have you ever seen a trash bin somewhere in public yet the small radius around it is filled with litter that just didn't quite make it to the mouth of the trash can? I mean, back it. Generally, it seems like f- most Filipinos could care less about the cleanliness of public places. I mean, just look at the streets of Met- Metro Manila. Dami-daming plastic, and daming basura. <coughs> Why can't we learn to keep that clean? Um, I remember my late husband telling me that the Filipinos are very clean with their bodies and with their uh, food in the house and clean the house. But then outside, the environment, we're pretty bad about that. So we should get rid of that. So sa susunod po na episodes, yung, uh, I'm going to share some more of that. Now, before I go, I'm going to give you a couple of inspiring quotes. The first one, Sometimes it takes only one act of kindness and caring to change a person's life. And that is by Jackie Chan. Pangalawa po, 
Kindness is the only service that will stand the storm of life and not wash out. It will wear well and will be remembered long after the prism of politeness or the complexion of courtesy has faded away. That's by Abraham Lincoln. And the third one, and the last one, kindness in words creates confidence. Kindness in thinking creates profoundness. Kindness in giving creates love. And that is by Lao Chu. So sa ngayon po mga kaibigan, panahon na naman para magpaalam, tandaan po ninyo na mag-sign up sa usapangpinoyga at gmail.com. All we need is your first name, last name, telephone number, and email address for automatic release to your email. Hanggang sa muli po, paalam muna sa ngayon. Oh